And welcome to the Bullet Hole Podcast. I'm Lyle Cadell, the media manager here at the Bullet Hole. And, uh, of course, we're always brought to you by Custom Built Firearms Manufacturing right here at the Bullet Hole. And uh, Custom Built is for in the home, at the range, or uh, also in the field. We're custom built for life. But uh, well, we're, today we're not featuring custom built guns. We're featuring CZs. Zach Hine from CZ has joined us. And uh, Zach, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, kind of join you from my uh, my uh, little gun gun room at, at home. Had to essentially set up shop here for quite a few months there when we were locked down. But uh, but you know it ends up making a, a decent little podcasting space. So. It, it does. It <laughs> does uh, with a lot of a lot of gun porn behind you there, and that's a good little stuff. Bit. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Um, what? How long have you been with CZ? By the way. Uh, a little over eight years. Um, started in the marketing department at CZUSA eight years ago and uh, kind of working my way up. So uh, I'm the marketing communications manager, uh, handle a lot of the content creation, a lot of the uh, social media and and uh, writers accounts and all sorts of stuff. So kind of have my, my uh, finger in a lot of different pots and doing a lot of different things, but it makes for an interesting job. And for those of you who know, uh, you know, we're here in Overland Park and I'm sitting here in our studio and uh, he's over on the north side of Kansas City. <laughs> yep. <laughs> of the yep. metro. It is, and, and it is is in his studio. So, uh, but uh, because of, and this is August 2020. All I had to say was 2020, and folks probably understand. Pretty much it. Uh, yeah, so, why we're doing it this way. Uh, we're not in person, but that's okay. Um, but uh, so, what has been some of the, I mean, everybody knows. I guess maybe we got to start back. What made CZ CZ? Well, I mean, I mean it depends really... on how far back you want to start. Um, CZ stands for Czeska Zbrojovka, which just means mm-hmm. the Czech Armory. Uh, so back in the day, CZ factories were just the arms factories for the Czech Republic, for the actually Czechoslovakia at the time. Um, and so CZ Brno, Czeska Zbrojovka Brno is the first one. And there were kind of offshoots that came off of it. So you had Strakonica, you had Uherski Broad. Um, our former parent company, now sister companies. Hang Czeska's on Zbrojovka. just one sec. Yep, yep. I forgot to press record on the Zoom. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. So we're gonna have to start over. That's fine. I can I can let the audio run, and then I'll, okay. I'll, I'll just yeah, trim. I'll trim it later. So I just looked down and like, oh crap! <laughs> All right. No worries. So let's start back over again. I have to ask to give you permission to record. Oh. Cool. It says it's recording here. Well, I'm Lyle Cadell. I'm the media manager here at uh, the Bullet Hole. Welcome back to the Bullet Hole podcast. And uh, we are having fun with an, a new thing. We've never done this before. We got some new digs behind us, by the way. Uh, you probably have not seen our new signage, and uh, you're going to be seeing this in future podcasts to come. But uh, today, always brought to you by Custom Built Guns uh, here at the Bullet Hole. And uh, that is whether you're at home, in the field, or at the range, it's custom built for life. And uh, you can buy those custom built firearms here at the Bullet Hole. But you can also buy CZ firearms here at the hole, uh, Bullet Hole, that is. And uh, none other than Zach Hine, who works for CZ just across town. 
uh, if I should say so. Anyhow, Northside over in Kansas City K um, is with us today from CZ. Zach, great to have you. And uh, tell us a little bit of how you came. You're a Kansas boy, man. You came to be with CZ, man. Absolutely. Yeah. No, uh, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I've been with uh, CZ USA for eight years, a little over eight years. Um, the marketing communications manager. So just started out in the marketing department and worked my way up. Uh, grew up out in Western Kansas, uh, chasing birds and deer and, uh, did a lot of 4-H shooting sports and, uh, really just, uh, kind of never really thought I'd be working in the gun industry and found a, found a great job and I've been loving it. So awesome. So yeah, it's Man, excellent. That's cool. So explain to us exactly where did, I mean, CZ USA, there is out of KCK, uh, yep. out of Kansas City, Kansas, that is. Uh, we're, we're located, Bullet Hole, of course, located in Overland Park, southern part of Kansas City. But um, how, how did this all come about? And a little bit of history about CZ and then how CZ USA came to be. Sure. So uh, CZ is Czeska Zbrojovka. Uh, it's a lot easier to say CZ. Uh, <laughs> basically, it means the Czech Armory. So back in way back in the day in the in the early 1900s, right after World War One, uh, the Czechoslovakia, the the government there decided they needed to have their own armory. Uh, so they set up Czechoslovakia Brno. So they set up the first armory there in Brno, Czech Republic. Uh, and over the years, they added more armories. They added one at Strakonica. They had one at Uherski Broad, uh, which is act that's actually the one we're kind of the offshoot of. Uh, so in um, 1998. We set up our headquarters here in Kansas City and uh, have been doing everything out of here ever since. Um, we were, until last year, we're, we're now sister companies with the uh, CZUB over in the Czech Republic, but oh. we were the daughter company. We were set up here as the as the exclusive importer. So early on, you would have been able to buy CZs through all sorts of different importers. So there were a ton of them that came through. They'd come through just a gob of different importers. They'd find them on a market and they'd buy them and import them. Um, ever since 97, 98, we've been, we've been the entity that's been doing the, uh, the importation. So, so yeah, um, all that stuff comes through us nowadays. Uh, we've basically expanded and expanded as CZ. So as CZ over here, as CZ USA, yeah. uh, we own Dan Wesson up in New York making fine 1911s. Yes. Uh, we also have our line of shotguns, which is huge. Yeah. So, so we're yeah, gonna, we're going to uh, talk a little bit about those too. I hope. Good. Got, Good. Got yeah, some of them in the background we want to talk about. A so. couple. Yeah. A couple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's and it's really quite curious. I mean, you know, I don't think people realize the whole history behind it. I mean, CZ is I mean the seventy five, you have one a seventy five there with you, I believe. I do, yeah. Um that is an iconic weapon. Yeah, one of the first Wonder Nines. So back in the day when when semi-autos weren't as big, um you had you had in the nineteen eleven, you had you had a number of designs, but they hadn't just absolutely taken off like they did after you started having wonder nines. So these were chambered in nine millimeter double stack. So they had a lot more capacity than like a 1911 um, and basically became an easy to shoot high capacity nine millimeter semi-auto. Uh, so this is one of the first wonder nines and it's one of the last that's still in production. I think mm. the high power isn't even in production anymore. Um, so it's uh, kind of a unique design. Uh, they they kind of went against the uh, the the river, you know, against yep. the current on how you're putting the slide on there. So this is a slide in frame design, um, a lot different than than most semi-auto pistols, and it actually makes that height of the of the uh, slide much shorter. Uh, it's a little less grip, 
a little less stuff to grab hold of, but it changes the way the, the dynamics of the pistol are. Uh, so you got a lot less mass above the center line of the bore, a fairly low bore axis on the gun in general, but a double action, single action, mm. hammer fired gun, uh, all steel, just a really classic, classic design. So, and that's kind of been. Is. How many models so, are there of the 75? Uh, I don't know. You know, I would, I, I would There's... hazard a guess probably upwards of 20 some. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of been I mean, the theme it's... and then we just do variations on it. Yeah. So. Just incredible. Yep. And then you guys got into the striker fire game. I want to get back to the DASA stuff too, the PO sub, PO9. But you got yep. into the striker fire game, uh, what, four? Has it been five years ago? Oh, I would say four, maybe. Four okay, years that's ago. That's what I was saying four or five years ago so, with the P10C. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with yeah. the P10C. We've actually, it, it wasn't our first striker fired. We, we've was had some other striker fired in the past, but this was this oh. is definitely our our big commercial success. We kind of, we, we were, for a long time, we kind of just sat back and, and didn't have anything in the striker fire genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with the P10, we basically had had enough time to look and see what people did well, what they didn't do well, and mm-hmm. take all the things that make CZ guns special and build it into a striker fire gun. So the P10 is absolutely that. Really good ergonomics, great trigger, um, low bore axis, and, and the recoil impulse is very nice. Yeah. So, And then to step back just a little bit uh, into this space of the, the, the P07, P09. Yeah. Those are duty size. Let's see, the P09 is duty size. The P09 is a full size, so yeah. it's a, a 19 plus one nine millimeter. Mm. The P07 is a compact, which is typically what you have as a duty fire. And you have one there. And so I've actually I've got a P07 here. There this you is go. My personal carry guns. Oh man. Um, yeah. So yeah. Um, basically, the it's it's kind of uh, you know a variation on that 75. So it's DASA, but it's a polymer framed, and it's actually uses our Omega trigger system. So it kind of it it's a lot less complicated to take it apart and reassemble it. Um, for an armor level stuff, it's way easier. Uh, it doesn't have a sear cage where everything's kind of assembled and you need a slave pin. So all the stuff that can be intimidating about a classic design like the 75, which you kind of have to know what you're doing to mm-hmm. disassemble it and do parts changes and stuff. Um, on the Omegas, it's really, really easy because it's it's all they're all interchangeable parts. They're interlocking. So they kind of interlock around a center, center pivot. So it, it makes it pretty easy. So Now, so, can you explain yeah. to folks, I, there's a lot of new gun owners out there, and they may be looking for a, just this this type of, of a firearm. And they don't, sure. we're, we're using the terms DASA, you know, just like, uh, yeah. Yep. What does that mean to, to folks out there? So, DASA. Confirm that it's clear. Uh, basically, a DASA gun is, when you're carrying it in the holster, um, it is in double action mode. So this hammer is at a half cock. It's um, it's basically in double action mode. You have to start pulling on the trigger, and that pulling on the trigger cocks that hammer. So it's doing two actions when you pull the trigger. It first cocks it, and then it breaks it. So that it has two functions. After that first shot, the gun cycles, and your your hammer is actually at the single action mode. So when you let off the trigger, it resets. Then you have a much much lighter second pull so the a dasa gun it has an inherent safety because mm-hmm. of that first pull because it takes it takes quite a bit of effort to do that first pull it's kind of like a, a revolver where you have a hard a hard first pull after that they're very 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 easy i mean it, it's got a very nice single action it does the difference is between a double action single action gun like this 
and a striker fire gun is on a striker fire gun the trigger pull is always the same if that trigger pull is heavy it's always heavy if it's really light and nice mm -hmm. it's always really nice light and nice the problem with that is it can snag on a shirt going into a holster you mm -hmm. have to be very aware because if it, you know, the gun might have a few safeties, it might have some inherent safeties, but you have to be very aware. And this is just one of those systems where it adds another level of safety and there's nothing you have to turn off. So and if you're running this in DASA in the decocker mode, you don't have to, when you pull it out of your holster, you simply pull the trigger. It just takes an active effort to pull the trigger. So explain to folks what that black thing is on the side. That black thing. <laughs> No, no, on the Light, side. Mean? No, on the side. Oh, the, the decocker. Yeah. Okay. So um, in the spot, basically this uh, this gun has a swappable decocker safety setup. So you can, if you want to run it like a 1911, cocked and locked, you can. Uh, the default setup typically on these is with a decocker. And so what you do is you basically pull down on that lever until it clicks and let up. And it basically drops it down to that half cock. And so now you have it in the DA mode. So what you do is you, before you holster it, you put your mag in, rack it, put one in the chamber, and decock it. Um, obviously, you want to be make sure make sure you're pointing in a safe direction, all that. Mm. But uh, but yeah, it allows you to carry it with that hammer at half cock. Um, there are other ways to decock it. So like on some of our pistols that have a safety only, you can put your finger in there, pull the trigger, release it just like uh, let the hammer come down just a little, take your finger off the trigger roll your finger out and it's at half cock. So there are a lot of ways you can do it. People sometimes aren't comfortable with that and that's perfectly fine. That's what the decocker models are for. Hmm. So, yeah. So that's, that's the PO7 that he just had there, the PO7. Yep. And then there's a, it's big brother, uh, the PO9. Yep. And, so uh, the PO7 is 15 plus one. Uh, mm -hmm. Most models, some of them have extended base pads for 17 plus one. The PO9 is a 19 plus one and then there are a couple of them that are 21 plus one so for glock people uh they could maybe say one's a 19 one is a 17 or 19x sort of yeah glock people. i know i know i had to bring it yeah, up i had to poke the about, bear man. about the size of a, a 17 or a 19 <laughs> yep and then we we move into this little, this little jewel right here and this yeah. is kind of bejeweled this is actually our gunsmith uh, uh greg langner's gun uh, that he, he let me borrow, and I will show that it is it is a clear and safe firearm uh, for us to be he dealing with. He just couldn't with, leave so. well enough alone. He couldn't so. leave well enough alone letting it stay all black. He had to put some bedazzling on it. Yes, there, he, he well new trigger. <laughs> he, put, he put a new trigger in it. But this this yep. is you guys is I mean really now um the P10C is is I mean for all intents and purposes is a you know everybody loves the thing so. Yep. Um, it's but, been a uh, huge success. Yeah. So it brings a lot of the things that make some of our other pistols very special, um, mainly the ergonomics and the trigger pull. Those are those are some of the two things. When you put a CZ in your hands, most people end up going, well, this feels really, really good. Yeah. It feels like it should. So, And then the triggers. Um, across the board, triggers are, are one of our big concerns. We want to make sure that they are uh, nice and crisp. So, and and the, these right now are, are just about out uh i know oh, yeah. what you said i mean <laughs> it's 2020 yeah, um, yeah i mean we we literally between... sell the sell the ton out of these uh, these p10c's yeah. in, in the shop but also there is the uh the p10s and the p10f mm -hmm. so tell us a little bit about them 
Yeah, so the one you have there is a P10C. Mm-hmm. So that's just like this PO7. It's going to be a 15 plus one. The the F is a full size. It's going to be 19 plus one. The S is a subcompact, and so it's 12 plus one, yeah. uh, and it's a really nice little size. Um, and still, they all kind of have the same characteristics as far as the manners and and how they shoot. Uh, the the bigger you go, the softer it recoils, uh, just like a lot of pistols. Um, and that P10F is a sweet shooter. It's, and and it's all and just, now you guys are going optics cut. And I think isn't the the P10S is it not optics cut from we we do the get go. Yeah, well we do both. We okay. do both. So the first P10S we came out with when we started building these guns here in Kansas City, we actually have put a number of them out, out of our Kansas City facility. Mm-hmm. Um, all those to begin with were optics ready. And so uh, nowadays we're doing a few S's that don't have optic ready slides, but uh, for the ma- for the most part they're all optic ready guns. So we use a plate system that allows you to kind of swap and pick what plate you want to go with, and uh, go from there. So and what plates do you do you offer? I mean, there's RMR probably. Of course, we have eight eight so... different plates. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I mean everything. All sorts of different plates. Yeah, yep. Hollis and everybody. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the the two big ones are the Loophole Delta Point Pro and the uh, RMR. So, okay. yep. No, it's a. I mean, it, it is a sweet gun, really. And, and several of our guys in the store uh, are <laughs> P10C people. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Uh, and then uh, I know uh, a P10F or two comes through. So, uh, as well. Sure. But but I know that we sell a ton of them out of the store. And then there's the the Shadow Line. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so the, the shadow's got, kind of a yeah. dog on it. I should have got, got Greg's from his. He's got a, he's got his all <laughs> raced up, man. It's that's yeah. yeah. The, so nowadays the big deal is the shadow two. So mm-hmm. kind of starting with the CZ seventy five, going to the SPO one. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a very short time, there was an SPO one sport, mm-hmm. and then there was this SPO one shadow. And the sh- SPO one shadow is kind of where it all took off for us with USPSA production. Uh, and maybe five years ago, we came out with the Shadow 2, which is just basically bigger, heavier. Uh, I mean, it, it as a sport pistol, as a, as a USPSA production pistol, it's hard to beat. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been received very well. And if you were to go to USPSA production nationals, we will be the vast majority of competitors are going to be shooting CZs. He which is, is weird because uh, in the normal market... There are a lot of folks who don't know what CZ is, but if you go to USPSA production, we are the majority of shooters. So and Greg yeah. is going to nationals. Yeah, uh, good. And uh, going to be going to be sporting your all CZ. Uh, Excellent CZ plus, if you will, because his is pretty. His pretty doctored up, man. <laughs> you can you can do a lot to him. That's that's part of the beauty of it. Is we try to yeah. try to help and promote people who are going to support the guns. So. So yeah. that makes it better. He too. loves it though. So. I mean, he, sh- he shoots uh, for Power Factor. He shoots a forty. Okay. So cool. And, and in fact, uh, a podcast last week with him was dropped uh, last Friday, and uh, so we we talked about that very gun. So cool. But uh, excellent. Now into the rifles. Um, I think a lot of people are very familiar. I, well, I say very familiar, but I mean in the self defense world, they're pretty familiar with. CZ seventy five and, and the, the the other pistols that we talked about, but they they don't really get the fact that oh you guys make shotguns some do I oh, mean people everything. that are yeah. big in the Upland game like yourself I know uh, and I grew up in Upland game uh, too and uh, my, my dad used to run bird dogs I owned my own bird dog when I was a kid and all that type of thing so <laughs> and I know you have a dog too <laughs> oh yeah have, oh, you yeah. have more than one now or just one 
Oh, we got quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, um, I've got three and then I farmed out a couple to my dad. So yeah. when we're hunting, we've got five between us. There so. you go. Um, <laughs> so those shotguns behind you, uh, tell mm-hmm. us, I mean, I know you guys got several models, but maybe if somebody's oh, yeah. just a beginner and they're like, eh, I mean, what's, what should I start out with, with a CZ? Yeah. Um, so we've got a full line. So we, we have pumps, semi-autos, side-by-sides mm-hmm. and over-unders. Uh, we've got field guns, we've got competition guns. Uh, it just depends on what you're trying to do. Uh, if we've, we've got so many folks that are, that are kind of finding us through SCTP. So the scholastic clay trap, uh, program, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. basically kids getting into shooting trap, which has gotten huge kind of the upper Midwest is where it's really, really, really exploding mm-hmm. Minnesota. It's like the most, uh, the most participated it. sport or it's the US. crazy the, yeah so so anyway we have everything um if you're starting out and you're you're just wanting to get into upland hunting and you're kind of on a budget our pump guns are incredibly affordable uh we do some very some ones that have very nice wood and and just gorgeous guns at a heck mm-hmm. of a price um for me when i started so when i started at cz i bought a pair one for me and one for my dad of these upland ultralights. Uh, so this is a this is my first over under. Mm. Um, so we do them in, in twenty and twelve, and uh, the twelve gauge is under six pounds. I mean, right at six pounds most of the time. Mm. Um, and we do a twenty six inch barrel on these. We do a, a a little bit more special version that has Cerakote and sling studs, and we also have magnetic extractors. So when you're working with a dog, the shells don't fall out of the gun. Right. Um, but this was, this was my entry into break open guns into, this was my first over under. And honestly, I could not have picked a better gun. Hmm. Um, super lightweight. Um, I've hunted with it. I don't even know four different countries. Oh, it's wow. Amazing. So I, I love this gun. Um, the only problem is I'm not, I'm not a 12 gauge guy anymore. Are you not? <laughs> I'm, I'm not. So I haven't even, I, I didn't know I that one bird. I shot one bird with this. Ah, no, I shot two birds with this last year. Uh, we were hunting sage grouse, and I was like, "Well, yeah. I'll break out. I'll break out the old up and ultralight." And I ended up getting a double on sage grouse. So man, um, so you moved to twenty. I moved to twenty, and uh, the gun that I'll be shooting pretty much exclusively this year is also a gun that could be considered an entry level gun. Ah. Um, so this gun comes in MSRP of six fifty five, mm. which in the world of shotguns, that's pretty darn affordable. Mm-hmm. So if you're after a break open gun, um, it's, you know, you can get some really, really cheap ones. Uh, but kind of this is where, I mean, we've got a high quality gun, a CNC to action. Um, and, you know, this is this is our bread and butter right now. This is what we sell the most of out of anything because hmm. it's a heck of a gun for the money. So Bob White G2. So it's a side by side. I I'd never been a side by side guy, and I got turned on to it a few years ago, and now it's pretty much all I do. So I mean, I, I've shot both, and I, I've probably better with a side by side than I am an over and under. But okay, I mean, you spend a lot more time on the gun than I um, have. When you when you're out, you know, in the field, pheasant. Let's just pick that out of thin air here. Um, sure. part, pardon the pun, but. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, as you're following, what what do you find the difference between the over and under and the side by side being, when, when well, in just in your point of aim? It's really about sight picture. Yeah. Um, because when you put up a side by side, you're you're basically kind of blotting out half your half your view. Mm-hmm. Whereas with an over under, you're looking, you know, you're looking down that 
with a side-by-side, you're looking down that and it kind of yeah. blots out half your view. Um, but it's one of those things where when you, when you get a little better with instinctive point, sh- when uh, instinctive should not, not point shooting, but instinctive shooting, mm-hmm. you're actually inserting that gun where you're, you know, you're out in front of the bird where you insert the gun and then you're, you know, basically meeting to where you're going to kill that bird. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's one of those things, if you, if you're putting up the gun and then you're hunting around trying to find the bird to shoot it, uh, you're not going to be that, that successful. So, so when dove season comes up here in, in just weeks, we're just weeks yep. away from dove season. Um, yeah. You, yeah. You, you better get on practice. <laughs> oh, it'll be great. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's going to be I here. I love no dove season, time. man. I it's going to be here in no time and I cannot yeah. wait for it. No, um, it's the I, perfect I, opportunity to knock the dust off that gun that's been sitting in the corner. Believe it or not, I, I ran a pump for years in an automatic mm-hmm. for dove season and then uh, I and then I got, this sounds really crazy, man. I ran run a break action single shot. Is yeah, what I, what I run. it's amazing how popular they are. And they are super popular. And the reason being is they're affordable. Well, I mean that's part of it, but it was part sport to me, and uh, <laughs> and and part of that sport was, you know, I have one. Sh- I mean, you got one try, and and if anybody's been dove hunting, they know that. I truly believe dove hunting is one of the, I don't know, it's one of those things where, how do I explain it? Hand-eye coordination, if, if you know, you can play all kinds of video games, you can play Call of Duty, yep. and you can play all kinds of other stuff, <laughs> PUBG or whatever, um, but there is just something about going dove hunting, and, uh, and of course there's other little birds generally around, and I don't even know what them... I don't think they're called, but that the look oh, almost like everything. a dove. And yeah. and we'll get on a dove field, and and I mean, you got to be with it. And, and and well, it takes concentration. It and focus. really does. And, and and I got with a single, just a. I I have a pump and I have I have autos and all that type of thing, but just to take that single action or or excuse not single action excuse me, but a, a single shot break open out there. Is just a it's just a good time of sport, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And even well, I, I mean, it makes you slow down because you, you don't does. have any other shots. So when you're when you're seeing that bird yeah. coming in as a, as a dove, you're seeing it come in and you you're you're kind of getting yourself in the mode and you have one crack at it. Yeah. And that's a lot different than a semi-auto. If you got three rounds that's on a right. semi-auto, you just, you're, you know, as a kid especially, you're just throwing it up and letting loose. And I and so, I did that. I did that, man, with a 16 gauge that I got handed down to me. Still have that gun. Shot my first pheasant with that gun. Um, <laughs> and I, I used to, and I and I did. I still run it sometimes during dove season when I get you know get the bug. Um, and I take that 16 gauge out, and and it's a semi, and yeah, you let a lot of rounds fly. <laughs> you know? Well, speaking but, of dove uh, season. And yeah, speaking yeah. of kids unloading a ton of rounds on on at at doves, I should say. What do you got? Um, I'm actually in the Lawrence QUWF, so the Quail and Upland Wildlife Federation. Oh, yes, yes. So if there's anybody in the Kansas City area that's got a kid, I think 12 to 15 years age is what we what we're shooting for on the on the kids that are attending. But if you have a kid that is interested in coming out, or you think you'd like to at least get them exposed. On opening day in the evening, we're going to be hosting a, a, a dove hunt out at, at Clinton uh, Wildlife Area. So if okay. you want more information on that, head over to jhawkqwf.net. 
do, okay. do some googling but find us on facebook find find there find us on the web um and it's just it's free uh kids end up going through cases and cases and cases of shells we, we shoot a few doves you know in this ammo <laughs> so, shortage have you noticed man in this ammo shortage well, what's still we're, on the, we're gonna what's be, still on the shelf we're gonna be scraping nothing we're gonna be scraping our own yeah. our own gun cabinets trying to find because we have to use steel shot too oh so, there you go so that's, we're gonna that's be kind of scraping right to there. come up with stuff so there's but a lot of shot okay. we'll, there's a lot of shotgun we'll shells though still left on the shelf but uh no that's yeah. uh, one of the other guns i want to move to and i know i'm we're, we're want to move on time here a little bit but uh, uh is uh, and we sell a, a lot of y'all's 22s uh out of the yep. shop here and uh yep but um, so the, what, go kinda ahead. Kind of how we we could talk about the history of that. Yeah, um, yeah. Go so kind of how the the factories they started after World War One. Uh, the 22s really started right at the end of World War Two. Um, so Bernou 22s. So people who have been shooting rim fires and shooting mm-hmm. CZs for a long time, they're going to know about the Bernou one, two, three, four, five. They were these Bernou models, and they were all kind of a little bit different, uh, different triggers, different barrels, um, but. These Bruneau guns were built as a military training rifle in 22 long rifle. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically after World War II, they kicked it off with the Bruneau number one and they kind of evolved it and evolved it. They say had different triggers. And um, when we started up here in the United States, we had the essentially the evolution of the Bruneau number two, which in modern terms, we called it the 452. So that was the CZ 452. Um, and if I was a little more prepared. I have one, but I'd have to dig around and find it. But it's basically just a classically styled um, Rimfire 22 that has a, a screwed in barrel um, and blue and uh, blued steel and walnut, which mm-hmm. is, you know, just a classic combo for a rifle. Um, oh, 2011, we evolved that into the 455. Mm-hmm. So the big deal with that was if you bought a kid a 452 Scout, which is a little young, you know, a, a young version of the Scout, the short length of pole and short barrel. If you bought them a 452 Scout and they loved it, and they grow up and they grow up to be a you know regular size adult, that stock is tiny. Mm-hmm. And to get an adult stock put on, you had to do quite a bit of woodwork. You had to fill a hole and make a hole and use some different bottom metal. It's just kind of a production. So with the 455, we made it so all the stocks are modular. Uh, we made it so that the the gun itself is modular and it has a interchangeable barrel. And so I've got an action here. This is a, we'll get to the, the particular gun in a second. Yeah. But you can see it has set screws on the bottom. And uh, those set screws allow you to swap barrels in and out. So if you wanted to start with a 22 long rifle, you could in two minutes have the stock off, have mm. these set screws loosened, pull the barrel out, put in another barrel. You could put a 17 HMR, a 22 mag, you could start with that youth model that's got a real short barrel of sights. Mm-hmm. And when that kid gets older and wants to shoot prairie dogs, you could buy him a 17 HMR varmint barrel. So you put a heavy barrel on it and then put a varmint style stock on it. And they have a completely different gun, but they're still using that same gun they've always had. Now, how do you, what's the key to keeping those set screws? I mean, really set uh, just, I mean, without just using Loctite? You, torquing them down. You don't need to Loctite okay. them, uh, but just, 
having a consistent torque setting. And honestly, there's there's if you go on Ripfire Central, they're going to know the sweet spots. They're going to say, well, if you have a wood stock, you want to torque it to 23 inch pounds or, or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, we have some just general specs we put out there. But but really, if you want to dive a little deeper, Rimfire Central is an incredible place to, to really. That's, that's a neat. Uh, show, that, show that to the get, camera again, if you could. Yeah. So those are the set screws that are in there. Yeah. And they basically go back at a 45 degree angle. And Homie they pin that barrel in there. And so that hmm. barrel seats into the action. And then the uh, the head spacing is done between the back face of the barrel and the front face of that bolt. And that wow. bolt is recessed. So your, your, your case is recessed into that bolt. So your head space is always set because mm -hmm. it's where that bolt and where the back of the barrel meet up. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a that is really system. cool, man. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. So, um, that 455 did really well for us. Uh, it had a fully, I had a, uh, had a trigger that was adjustable for, for poundage. And then this well, two years ago, we came out with the 457. Mm -hmm. So this is the new version of the 455, mm -hmm. um, and it's everything's different. So it uses the same barrel system, um, but we chop almost an inch out of the action. So basically right about here, it's as if you cut the, cut the action in half, took out an inch, and spliced it back together. Hmm. We also slab-sided it and took a bunch of weight out of it. Uh, but the big deal is CZs, ever since the 40s, have always had a wing safety on the back of the mm -hmm. bolt. Mm -hmm. So you would you would uh, load the gun, and then Flick. put the safety on, yep. and that would that would lock up the bolt. And as far as like youth shooting and uh, hunter ed, you know, instructors, because it's not an American style safety, they kind of were you know not as enthused about it. Well, with the four five seven, we finally have a safety here that oh, is nice, always accessible. So it's a push to fire yes. safety, like yes. a lot of American safeties, and you can put that safety on. So it's on. And you can still run the bolt, which allows you when you when you take that off, fire the gun, you can put the safety on. Well, you got to crack the bolt, put the safety on, run the bolt, and like when I was in 4-H shooting sports, they would always ask us to have safeties on and actions open. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you can actually have the safety on and the action open. On the old ones, the safety only goes on when the bolt's closed and the and the firing pin's pulled back. Gotcha. So it, it's just just another level of safety and just another thing that makes it better it also has a fully adjustable trigger which a lot of these are getting used in nrl 22 and some of the mm -hmm. competitions that are going on um the 457 is an incredible base to build a gun off of because there are three different major barrel manufacturers that are making drop-in barrels you've got lilja uh proof and bartline all making barrels that are drop-in for these great barrels we have a ton of different barrels a fully adjustable trigger um, to allow you to get that trigger way down there, we went to a bolt release button. Okay. So, and like a lot of old 22s, you, you used to have to pull the trigger to pull the bolt out the right. back. With this one, you can actually, you, it uses a bolt release button. And nice. that way, that trigger can be tuned way down there. Because it, on the old ones, if you would tune that trigger super low, you'd be running that bolt pretty in a spirited way and you could overcome it and pull yeah. the bolt right out of the gun. Yeah. So, I have one of those. Of <laughs> yeah. So lots of little things. And also like one of the last things is this is a, you know, it, it doesn't look like it is. This is a nitride finish. Oh, so wow. a lot of, sometimes you'll see Very nitride hardy. finishes that are a little cheesy. Yeah. They, they, they maybe look a little grainy or something. This actually looks like a decent blue. Um, and it's a super hardy finish. So like essentially the hardiness of a stainless and, uh, you know, 
but in a in a carbon steel action. Yeah, so, very very hardy. So yeah, a lot of things changed on the four five seven. It's it's a great gun. Hmm. So now one of the other things, and we sell a, a bow ton of is Scorpion line. Absolutely. And, uh, and yeah. tell tell us a little bit about the evolution of that and how it came to be and where it's going. Maybe yeah. if you can, where it's going. Well, I, don't, I don't know if you so can tell us where 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 it's going. But. It's always it's always going places. I know. It's always going places. So it started <laughs> out in 1961 uh, with the VZ61. That was the first Scorpion, and uh, it had a couple iterations. There were some some developments and stuff. Nothing that really made it commercially successful. That original little uh, VZ61 was built as a sidearm for like the Department of Interior for the Czech Republic. But what you'll see it in most is like video games and movies. It's always a bad guy gun. Mm. A lot of times it's like chrome plated. And um, the cool thing about those is they eject right out the top and they'll shoot around like an empty cartridge will shoot 30 feet straight up in the air. It's pretty darn yeah. cool until, until it starts raining down. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that we made a major evolution in the Scorpion line um, and it came out as a, as a select fire military gun. So it, it was a full mm. auto uh, SBR that came out in the Czech Republic. I think it came out in 2009 uh, was about when it debuted. Um, we were able to bring it to the U S uh, man, I want to say 2014 mm. was when we were able to debut it here. It first came out as a pistol. Yeah, um, I, can, I remember that. Yeah. And so we, we basically, I think we've had a dozen different models of it uh, between different color pistols, uh, different configurations. We have a micro that has a little four inch barrel. The standard version is a 7.7. And we also do a carbine now, which is a rifle uh, that has a 16 and a half inch barrel. Mm. So um, and then, kind of and it's then, claimed fame. It's so simple. Yeah. It's so simple. Yeah. It's so, great. Great gun. Yeah. yeah. Exceptional gun. And uh, it does, we get them in here at the store and, uh, I'm I'm serious. They're just gone. Oh yeah. If you blink, I mean, they're gone. Yeah. Especially right now, this year, we've got a lot of people that are yeah. looking for them. They, they, they like that home <laughs> defense factor. Magpul, isn't it Magpul? Oh yeah. Yeah. Magpul has, makes has, a ton has, of stuff has, for it. Has has teamed up with with you guys, and so, um, I mean, there's there's just a lot of goodness there. A lot a lot of season yeah. goodness. Well, um, the beauty of it, it's kind of like AR-15s, where you can buy so many accessories. The Scorpion's the same way. Uh, mm. We basically try to encourage folks. So there are triggers, there are mm. handguards, there are different stocks, different braces, different grips, magazines. Like there are five or six different magazines on the market for it. So it's really become a huge thing for us. So it's a it's, smoking it's home defense weapon. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, and it's super, super simple. Yeah. It, it, you can put thousands around through them and it's just a simple blowback gun. We have guns that don't get cleaned for a very long time, and everything's so robust on them. Uh, it's claim to fame when it came out as a as a uh, select fire as the the machine gun uh, was that it was the fastest disassembly of any of any. Really, I think it was pistol caliber gun because it takes seconds. Yeah. Yeah. You you pop a pin, pull the grip the right. grip module off, you reach in, depress the bolt and it comes right out yep. and so the basic service on those is so easy so quick so yeah so now let's move into your rifle line i know you got some behind you there and yep. uh, I, I i follow you zach and by the way zach and i've been friends for i don't know maybe five years four or five uh, years yeah now. four years yeah, yeah. somewhere yep. in there and uh, i follow him and his his little adventures he has great adventures 
<laughs> and uh, I try to. And, and you've had some <laughs> some great deer adventures. If you don't follow, by the way, it, do you mind anybody following ah, sure. you on, on, yeah, on social? Yeah, if you follow me on on Instagram, it's probably yeah, the place to follow me. That's where it's, I was going to send folks. Uh, yeah, at Z underscore Hind. Yeah, so you, truly. Right now, you'll be seeing all sorts of puppy pictures. That's yeah. that's what's really got my attention. But you right do now. you do a lot of overlanding and all that type of thing. And so if you're into uh, into that, and uh, follow Zach. I mean, it just it's it's really cool. I find it fascinating. So to see, <laughs> I try some, to have fun with it. Some of the it's, pics, yeah, and, and videos. I do it now, and just uh, he. <laughs> It's almost like sometimes I, I know some of uh, the uh, things that you've done um, deer hunting uh, last year, if I remember right. It's like it's the Bob Ross of the hunting world, man. Oh, because you can. <laughs> that, you can it's sad because you can I've sit and had listen. That to, said about me before. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean you can sit and listen to you talk, and you're like, wow. He just calmed, uh, calmed me, you know. <laughs> so, so well, get it, follow Zach on on IG. Anyhow, that, that's a personal personal little thing there. It's it kind of hits me right. It yeah. kind of hits me hard because back in the day, I, I did a few YouTube videos, and uh, I think I did one where I, I, you know, shot a safe with a an elephant gun, and it was a nine three, and uh, blew open a safe and saw what was in it. And the the leading comment on Reddit was that I was the Bob Ross of the gun world. <laughs> So that kind of, uh, that was like 10 years ago. Yeah. So. Well, I mean it in a good way. I mean it in a good way. <laughs> I so. take it in a good way. It's just, I don't know. He was, he was a good guy. I like him. He was. So. He was. Little, little happy things here. But any, what is that yeah, happy thing happy you trees. got right there? So this has got happy trees all over it too. This oh, is yeah. a gun that, uh, this, this thing has treated me so well. Um, so this is my favorite action that we make. It is a little micro Mauser style. So you can see it's got a long claw extractor mm. on it. Um, these are originally way back in the day when they were first designed, they were kind of designed around a Hornet length cartridge. And uh, nowadays, the biggest cartridge that fits in these, it's a 760 by 39 or a 6.5 Grendel, mm. uh, which are off that 220 Russian mm -hmm. case. This is one of the 6.5 Grendels. And Ooh. I started using this one as a demo. I, I started because it's it's our varmint version. Ooh, it's this got, got a threaded, threaded barrel. barrel. Oh, yeah. So I started using it as a demo with our suppressors because we've got a line of suppressors also. I didn't know and that. So, uh, wow. Yeah, we've got a lot of them. we got 11, well, 10, and we're about to debut an 11th. Oh. So, but uh, this gun has treated me so well. 6.5 um, Grendel. Um, I started using it just as a demo, just to have fun with, put a can on it. I shot a deer with it. Oh, probably three years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and I ended up taking one very similar hunting in the Czech Republic. Um, and then when I came back, I decided, you know what? I could do everything with this. Like for a lot of animals, it's about bullet, yes. bullet composition and shot placement. So as long as you have a bullet that's going to stay together to kill the animal you're shooting, you're, you're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, for the velocity, it's the distance it's going. If it has the velocity and the bullet's going to behave the way it should, it's all about shot placement. So between bullet composition and shot placement, I could shoot anything with this. And uh, I got a lot of kind of side eye with for that. Um, and last year, I actually shot my elk with it. Um, Did you really? And it went through. Yep. And with so it, with it was it, double with long. Grendel? Yep. And, with a Grendel. I think it was, God, I'm, I'm kind of drawn. It's somewhere between 180 and 250 yards. Really? Um, I, I knew what it was at the time, but uh, it's I've slept a few times between now. And, and what bullet were you it, using? Uh, the SST is 100 okay. and, Yeah. 123 grain maybe yeah. sst um and it double lunged and broke the offside shoulder wow um and we were in we were in idaho in the frank church wilderness and the rule there is if it's still twitching 
you keep shooting it. So, oh. so I put a couple more in it because the moment they go over a ridge, yeah, I mean, they could uh, go. I mean, if they even way. fall down the backside, it's yeah. going to be a long, long, long path. Yeah. yeah. So, but but yeah, when we got up to it, it was a it went double lung, probably caught the very top of the heart. I, I put another couple right in there in the heart mm-hmm. uh, but it probably top, caught the top of the heart and then broke the offside shoulder because when when i shot him he spun and that offside leg started doing this yeah and i was like good guy get good. it yeah but but then he he took about three steps and so i put another one in him so the grendel i mean do you guys have anything in in creedmoor yet uh yeah oh yeah we've got our five five seven which is uh okay a standard length action we do a standard length and a longer action for like 30 out six i've got a 308 version here but this action would take a creedmoor also so this is yeah. a five five seven. Oh, that's sweet uh, so it's a push feed gun yeah and this one's got a right 10 around man but yeah um proprietary mag so we, is what i'm, I'm yeah gathering. proprietary yeah. mag yeah but a really really smooth push feed um cnc like the actions are cnc'd from billet um mm-hmm. they're really slick guns so that's a that's a cool and this one I'm, i think i'm gonna end up uh rebarreling it to over to creedmoor maybe six creedmoor i'm not sure mm. so in in comparison this is kind of a gun guy thing but in comparison mm-hmm. would you choose the the six five uh grendel over the six five creedmoor for a hunting uh, round to- Depends on what you're doing. Um, um, for I'm big kinda, game, let's go big game, man. Well, yeah, but also, are you sitting in a tree stand? Or are you, are you, you know, are you in Western Kansas? Ah, or are you in Eastern Kansas? Yeah. I mean, it makes a big difference. Um, for if you're sitting in a tree stand and your biggest shot is 150 yards, 100 yards, whatever, any of them are going to do it. Yeah, they're going to do it fine. You'll get a little extra. You're hedging your bets. The the more velocity and the and the bigger cartridge you go with, but it'll all do it. The uh, one of the factors I had was uh, the backcountry hunting. I kind of wanted a light gun and I wanted to, I'm, I'm kind of a glutton for punishment in some ways. Mm-hmm. So packing in that heavy barrel, um, I knew that gun was absolutely accurate. It's a tack driver. Um, and so I knew it was incredibly accurate. And so I, I basically, I took on the extra weight of that varmint barrel, but then the ammo is super light. The, the gun itself is very small. The action is small. The gun is light. So I did kind of, you know, I wasn't doing my, myself any favors with the varmint barrel, but the overall gun and ammo and scope and all that that I chose for that hunt were light enough. So awesome. So, so you really, the, the guns, the guns are going to both kill a deer. Uh, six, five Creedmoor is going to kill a little more dead. <laughs> I mean, it, <laughs> you could make a little bit less of a shot on it and still have some pretty good impact on the animal. So, I mean, it, it comes down to what you're, what you're confident in as far as your skills. So any of the other guns that uh, you want to kind of put out in front oh, of us, man? Man, most of the stuff I have. So I, the, the bad thing about working at CZ is I'll buy a gun and I'll love it and I'll use it for <laughs> years. And then four years, five years later, it's like, well, we're going to go to this next generation. So like I've got one of my favorite guns ever here. And this is a built on a favorite for a lot of people. So this is a 550. Mm. This is the old, uh, it's a, uh, claw extractor Mauser style gun. Um, this is the ultimate hunting rifle, uh, which is a 300 wind mag with a semi heavy barrel. Again, I'm kind of a glutton for punishment on the yeah, heavy buddy. barrels because yeah. I like the accuracy. So, and I have shot 
I, I, a lot that, of that will make them are. dead dead yeah well and <laughs> you don't have to worry about uh i mean it's just it hedges your bets even more yeah so yeah. this thing has treated me very well i, I took this thing to africa and i uh, shot everything under the sun with it so wow man that so, is uh yeah it's amazing uh, and 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 CZ, that's not the the full line, of course. If you want to check out uh, what CZ's full line is, to just go to just CZ CZ-USA.com. Yep. and uh, check it out. I'm sure you guys got a downloadable catalog by now and all that type of thing. So, absolutely. Um, yep. But uh, and if you have any questions um, too about about y'all's line, I, I'm sure folks can just call in. Uh, yeah, you could call us uh, 1-800-955-4486. Um, shoot us an email at info at cz-usa.com. Yeah. Hit us up on social media at CZUSA Firearms. Um, we're, we're everywhere. So Now, one of the things I'm, I'm sure there were well, two things that I want to address, uh, just kind of wrapping up. Uh, one of them is um, being able to get something fixed. Hey, something okay. broke here, y'all. I need to sure. get it fixed. And then the other thing is uh, the uh, the importation thing, and is stuff still going to come? I mean, you know, in the day in which yeah. we live. <laughs> yep. Um, so as far as all of our uh, technical support and all that stuff, everything's handled out of Kansas City. Um, so if somebody were to, you know, they have an issue with the gun, they they basically whatever problem they might have, maybe they've they've shot it so much that it, you know the springs are worn out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have warranty service and and paid repairs too. They're out of Kansas City. Uh, we've got a whole staff of gunsmiths there that are absolutely fluent in CZs. Uh, full parts support here in Kansas City. Um, and then, uh, importation, um, we haven't seen any slowdown in the actual Good. flow of guns Good. themselves. Um, like our factory, uh, one of the things I didn't say, it's, it's the, the world's largest small arms factory. We employ 1800 people in three shifts and, uh, wow. we are cranking out the guns around the clock. Um, so we saw a little stutter there when they tried to figure out, uh, they were doing some basically distancing of the shifts and mm-hmm. giving it some time between the people being there. So so actually making that transition so that if they were to have an issue, it wouldn't transition from one shift to the other. Uh, but basically figuring out what what would work for them as far as uh, remaining safe and being able to continue and, and protecting their employees. And then magazines um, um, coming into the country. And yep. This was a question that, that uh, came up when Greg and I were talking last week on, on the podcast mm-hmm. was uh, whether or not uh, all your all's pistol mags were made by Matt Gar. Um, well, so for a long time we made all our own mags, and over time it's made more sense. We've we've had Mech yeah. Bar make more and more of them That's for us. Thought. Yeah. So it's they're not all made by Mech Bar at the moment, but a lot of them are. So um, it's one of those things where our factory is always trying to expand production. Sure. And so if we can look at things where we can make ourselves more efficient, and then maybe if we're not having to make magazines there, we can then put in more CNC turning stations and milling stations right. and uh, be able to crank out more guns and, and not have to be worried about making mags. So it's, it's a constant struggle because we're in a, we're in a fixed footprint. Mm-hmm. That factory can't get any bigger. It can get maybe taller. I don't know, but it can't get any bigger. <laughs> they, they built it to look like it was a town. So it looks like housing from the air. That way the Germans couldn't bomb them. I remember, I remember seeing so. that. Yes. 
So, yep. so they're in a fixed footprint and they got a town all around them and they're not going to get any bigger. So we got to find ways to be more efficient. So that is just cool. I mean, there's so much and we could be going on here for a long time. And I know uh, you, you got to get back to, <laughs> to things just like I do. But uh, anything <laughs> else, that I, the suppressor thing, uh, that that surprised me. I did not know about that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I should so, have. Uh, I'd say two years ago now, we essentially kicked okay. off uh, with our own suppressor line. We have an incredibly nice little rimfire suppressor. I wish I had a few of them here. I, I kind of, they're all locked up in my safe at work. Mm -hmm. uh, but we have a, a rimfire suppressor, which is incredibly efficient. Uh, it's one of the lightest weight rimfire suppressors on the market, and it's still one of the most effective rimfires are on the, the market. Now, are the, those are made here in the States? Or are yep, they they're made here in Kansas. Yep. Okay. So, no, uh, okay. so yeah. Didn't know this. And this then is, we we do yeah, great news. Yeah, we do great that. News. We do some integrals. So like this four five seven that mm -hmm. has this swappable barrel. Mm -hmm. We make three different barrels that go into this. Actually, four different barrels that go into this in twenty two or seventeen HMR, sixteen point nine inch or twenty point nine inch that have a built in suppressor in them. Ooh. So you still have to go through the paperwork just like the normal suppressor, but you can take a rifle, put that integral sixteen point nine inch uh, barrel on it, yeah. and you have a super short suppress yeah. room fire and they're very quiet um, and then we have talk about a specific right there wow. oh my gosh well i love taking it to idaho because when you're up there hunting elk i can stick one of those in my pack because it, it ends up making that barrel pretty light because mm -hmm. you have a lot of airspace in it and then when we're walking along and we see grouse i can shoot those grouse with subsonic 22 yeah and it's no louder than a twig getting stepped yeah. on. So it, they're cool. They're very cool. That is cool uh, We also have scorpion-specific suppressors that are mm -hmm. meant to go back over the barrel. They use a reflex. So I've when that, the can yes. only sticks yeah. that far off, but you have that much can. I mean, it's it's cool. Um, and then we have a full line of rifle suppressors. So we do a 223, a 762, and a 338 that are all, they're about yay long. They're 8.6 ounces in their standard configuration. And they're hearing safe with, I mean, everything you'll shoot through it pretty much. Mm -hmm. And then you have a three inch reflex that comes with it. And that reflex actually sticks back over the barrel. So the beauty of a reflex can is your threads are right here with a normal suppressor. It's going to stick off the end of the barrel with ours. We end up making the suppressor shorter okay. and the back of the can comes all the way down three inches behind the muzzle. Okay. So you get the volume of a much bigger can and it doesn't stick all the way off the gun. And I mean, with even with the reflex, it's something like 11.8 ounces or something. And so it's still a very lightweight. They're direct thread then and, and, yep. and they're half by, um, just standard. You know, yeah, they're half by 28 threads. for 223, 5H24 yeah. for for 30 cal, okay. and then I think it's three quarters 24 for three uh, three three eight. Yeah, so. awesome, yeah. man. It's so good to know. Uh, made here in Kansas, so um, yeah. Uh, and I don't you guys you guys are kind of closed, of course, because of COVID and all that business to to folks coming in, but uh, well, we're uh, we're pretty tight anyway because yeah, it's it's one of those things where stuff security yeah. Uh, yeah we we have to have a closed facility so we don't it's not like we have a showroom yeah uh, so we can't give people tours or anything but but we but do yeah, have a showroom i know <laughs> you come down to bullet hole that's right and check out what they have because you guys typically have a very good selection of arguments yeah. which is awesome so. we do we need to get yeah. some of your hushers there yeah. ah absolutely we, we are a class seven so i don't know oh, i'll do wonderful to, we'd love to 
love um, to get some in your in there for you guys to sell. Yeah. In the class three. So I, no, uh, I'll have to talk to Jim about that. He's in the actually in the other room just next to us. So, uh, <laughs> but anyhow, yeah. um, no. If you guys want to again, I, I I haven't put in a, a little bit here for custom built, but. Uh, I uh, want to remind you that today's broadcast is always brought to you by Custom Bell Firearms. Maybe by CZ one day. We don't know. <laughs> hint, hint. Well, maybe you guys could do yeah. a custom, like you build them a 457 with an integrally suppressed barrel. Yeah. You know? <laughs> never know. Um, yeah. But uh, Custom Bell uh, Firearms manufacturing here at the Bullet Hole. And um, I always want to mention us and uh, our, our own in-house brand uh, who makes these things possible for us. Um, but, uh, but with CZ check them out cz-usa.com and then uh, at info at cz-usa.com uh to uh maybe get, shoot them an email and uh follow zach on if, if you need a good bob ross moment <laughs> oh <laughs> no it'll be forever it'll be on my gravestone apparently <laughs> it's all good man i mean seriously you, uh, you do tell some 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 good stuff some good stories and well, he has a great photography i know you're kind of, you're kind of an amateur or maybe more than that yeah i mean you're you're, you're like me <laughs> i do I've, I've had my own business for 10 years and then now i, I do it uh, this too so uh, in the media game but uh, uh we just enjoy it i i like going out and doing stuff even when i'm yeah. not, not doing work but uh uh, follow him on the gram over there, Zach. Uh, and what you? What is it? Ah, uh, Z um, underscore Hine. I just have you so, plugged in, so I I get yeah, the automatic. No, thing. that's all right. And CZ no. is also on on you know, uh, oh, yeah. Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. I mean, go to all the the socials and and, and check them out. Get on the Googles. Get on the Googles. Yeah. Check them out. Well, we've on, got on the socials. At CZUSA Firearms for for the whole line, and then mm-hmm. if you're just into like the long guns, shotguns, and rifles and hunting, we do CZUSA Field yeah. Sports, which because uh, you know sometimes the tactical folks don't necessarily want a ton of dead animals in their feed, yeah. and sometimes the dead animal feed guys don't want a bunch of tactical stuff in their feed. So you know, and and then we we really <laughs> didn't address Dan Wesson. I mean that it, doggone it. If you want a nice 1911. Uh, yeah. we, we've got some over in the shop right now that just, I mean, it's just butter, butter, bro. Yeah. Uh, when you're working the, the, the fit, action, um, the, the slide to slide to frame fit yeah. and the barrel to bushing fit, oh are, my goodness. uh, you're not going to find a better production gun. Yeah. You're really not. So I mean, if yep. and we're, and again, we're a Nighthawk custom and other people, I'm, you know, I'm not here to, to beat on everybody else yep. or anything like that. Uh, but just as a production gun, I mean, it, it just is. Yep. So if you want to check out their 1911s, you want to check out any any of this stuff, come on down to the bullet hole. We 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 do have a showroom. You can come in and you can touch and feel, <laughs> and uh, and run the action and everything like that. So, but uh, Zach's been great having you with us today. Um, man, it's been uh, an hour here and uh, we've had together, <laughs> and it's just boom, it's been gone. Um, well, time and, flies. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> And uh, we'll look forward to maybe one of these days you can uh, be in in house with us here. And Man, uh, one of these years, right? One yeah. of these years we'll be able to do what we want. I know. So and it won't be twenty twenty anymore. <laughs> so, oh, man. But anyhow, twenty twenty one. I got a lot of bird hunting to do between now and now and twenty twenty one. Isn't that the great? It'll be okay. Isn't that the great thing? It's almost here. Yeah. I can social distance from the yeah, from the CRP exactly field pretty right. darn well. That's exactly right. You stay six feet far. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I want you twenty five feet yeah, over there. Yeah. We're rocking this field, so, yeah, so yeah, no, it'll be good. Yeah, that's a 
no, I, you and I have a kindred spirit in that area. And I, I did, I grew up, that was, uh, my dad didn't take me. In fact, I was trying to remember. I don't think we went once together deer hunting. Hmm. Everything hmm. else was all upland game. Yep. So, uh, upland birds bird, so. I, I love shooting deer, um, but yeah. once you shoot your deer, it's over. Yeah. Uh, unless true. you got doe tags, but, but really, you know, once you shoot your buck, I mean, it's, you're, you're, yeah. you're now shooting for meat and it's good. Uh, it's cool. With pheasants and quail, you wake up every day and you've got four pheasants and eight quail. That's and, right. uh, it doesn't matter if you get to them. You don't then, have to get a limit. And then you if, just have fun with your dogs. So. And then if you get your little twenty-two out, and uh, and from uh, what is it? From February till June. Is that when our season, uh, our squirrel season? January went? one. Oh, I'm thinking of the new night hunting stuff. Oh that, yeah. That's oh man, really we're cool. we're prepping for that, bro. We're pre- know, we're prepping oh. for for. Yeah. I can't coyote, I can't let anything loose right now. On how yeah, I can't yeah. let anything loose that was, right now. How we're that was a for cool that. development. I didn't expect him yeah. to go that way. I actually so. knew that was we'll coming. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I had some yep. people inside KDWPT, but um, the Kansas Department. For those of you who are looking, uh, we do have people that follow our podcast that are not in the state of Kansas. They're probably like, what? What are you guys talking about? In the state of Kansas, you cannot legally hunt with a what is it, a luminary object uh, you can't you can't, I can't remember how it's projects worded. light yeah, yeah anything, nothing that any, projects light. anything that projects light that means you can't be flashlighting them and, and you can't be using night vision and then in yep. thermals uh to shoot coyotes and we have a coyote problem i mean yep. literally when you see coyotes and in, in here in the kansas city metro area i'm not lying like over here off of 435 and in highway 10 uh, there, there's a problem going on, okay, and um, and out where I live, I live out in the rural area, and it's, I mean, it, they're packed up, and and uh, yeah. not being able to to, I mean, we take them during the day too, but um, night hunting is, uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to those type of things, and when we do have some Absolutely. things coming here to the bullet hole in conjunction with that, so Good. I'll just put it that way. Good, yeah, I'm, yeah. Uh, it's one of those things where certain certain nights i'll step out on the deck here i'm i'm out in the country uh yeah. north of lawrence and uh i'll step out on the deck and it's just a chorus yep. they are everywhere yep and we we were free-ranging chickens for a few years and once mm-hmm. the coyotes figured that out uh we got cleaned out yeah so between raccoons and coyotes it's been rough so yeah, we don't have any chickens now so yeah. i would love to be able to step out on the deck and look out over that you know stubble field and see if there's anything out there glowing warm because mm-hmm. uh, I could shoot, I could shoot a few coyotes every time I step out. I'm there, be man. Wonderful. I'm so. there. So uh, looking forward to what's going to come from CZ and what's going to come from us uh, on the coyote hunting stuff. Uh, but until then, um, hey, buy buy a CZ with a shotgun, rifle, pistol, um, nineteen I mean, any, any suppressors. <laughs> I mean, they got it all. Yeah, and uh, you can buy it right here at the Bullet Hole and uh, come check them out play with them if you want to it just you know we uh, we do have rules <laughs> when you, some when you rules. do that's some right rules. some rules when you play with it in the store so but uh and we also do have rental uh try before you buy um if you want to try out a p10c p07 and whatever we have a great great bunch of rental guns uh to try before you buy so Excellent. Well, thank you very much for having yeah, me. I thank you, it. Zach. It has been a great pleasure, and uh, hope you have a great rest of the week coming up. Uh, 
For us, it's early week. So whenever you're watching or listening to this, I don't know. Everybody, have a great week. And uh, until next time, stay safe and enjoy 2020. (laughs) As much as you can. Come back and see us here on the Bullet (laughs) Old Podcast. We'll talk to you later.